0: But mid majors can turn into major majors with what I believe is bringing the fire. And I can come in believing that I have to revolve around my team, that I have to revolve around the players on my team. But if my team that I'm taking over is four and 16, and we're meant to be 16 and four, well, we have to come. There's a, there's a, there's a different fire that 16 and four has compared to four and 16.
1: Welcome to Jeff and Jamian winning in the margins. Jeff, great to see you today. How are you?
0: Jamian, man, I'm good. When, when you come in with a haircut like that, man, you, I'm on fire. I'm on fire.
1: <laughs> you know, I, it, as a new year, as you know, it's, it's interesting. You get to the new year and everyone kind of has New Year's resolutions, which I personally don't believe in. Um, but I did say, let me start this year off with uh, a better look um, right. than I did last year. So, like fresh um, shave, everything. <laughs> you know, today we're going to talk about the value of bringing energy and excitement to an organization, um, and what that really does. You know, right now we're looking at college football; they're changing coaches every other week. College basketball will be changing coaches every 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 other week. It in March and April, and and so you kind of see this, and uh, you see it as an organization. You see it with new CEOs signing up. Um, so let's talk about bringing excitement to an organization and and why it's important.
0: Yeah, so. Jamie, we, we've talked about organizations and, and, and I've heard a lot of how you come in and conduct and run a team. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about to talk about that with you. But uh, from bringing more of my perspective today, yeah. uh, you know, when, when it comes to organization, there's a specific fire that I believe in that resonates a team and takes them from a mid-level to a high level. You can still call them a mid-level, but they're going to be in the hunt every single year you take a Gonzaga from back in the day today they're known as being in the hunt every year when they were for, when they first came about they were just a mid-level program that just seemed to be there every single year now I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've studied Gonzaga's culture that I know their coach that I I haven't that Gonzaga's not a team I've done that with but mid-majors can turn into major majors with what I believe is bringing the fire and I can come in believing that I have to revolve around my team, that I have to revolve around the players on my team. But if my team that I'm taking over is 4 and 16, and we're meant to be 16 and 4, well, we have to come. There's a, there's a, there's a different fire that 16 and 4 has compared to 4 and 16. There's a different fire that 2 and 20 has compared to 20 and 2. And I believe that there's a recipe. By studying the likes of your John Wooden's, your, your Today's Game, Nick Saban's, they just do it a specific way. And oftentimes we're going to say it's the resources they have. And I'm going to say it's the character you demand. It's going to be relative. The resources that you have are going to be relative to the program you're within. But the character is the character is the character. And when I come in and there is uh, and there's a specific culture, If the culture guides to a lukewarm, I'll show up on this day because and I won't show up on this day because rather than a we're going to run through a brick wall or this team might not be the one you were meant to be on because your fire is meant to burn. Your well is meant to be filled up. And that means that you're going to give everything you have every day. Does it mean we feel the same way? No, it doesn't. But character, if I'm if I'm looking to take an organization and bring excitement to another level, I'm going to go core values with you. I'm going to bring these core values. They're the core values I have with my daughter. They're the core values I live by. They're the core values that have been a part of every organization that we've brought to the. When I say organization teams, we've been a part of players that have gone to another level, individuals that came in. Whether they thought they were on a high level, the highest level they could be uh, they could be at, or whether they thought they, they weren't a part and couldn't fit in at all, they are the core values that made the difference. They separated. And we found these in different people and in different experiences throughout our life that were just a game changer. We have found that the... Coach Jamie, are you all right if I just keep going?
1: Yeah, you yeah, you yeah all right I, just, I love me. it. I'm just taking notes over here. So you, you keep going.
0: I appreciate appreciate it, man. We have found that the champions within their pursuit at the highest, highest level have a set of character traits that are just different. And there might be gaps, right? There's always gaps and we're looking to fill them. First and foremost, you're going to come in and you're going to be coachable. You are grateful for the opportunity. Eyes are glued in and we're fully focused on the moment. There is no in-between. Now, Does that mean there's absolutely no in between now, but it means we're excited to be reminded. I'm excited to be reminded that I'm grateful for the opportunity or I'm excited to be reminded that my eyes are meant to be glued in and I'm fully focused on the moment. And that's how we go somewhere. And I want to be a part of a team, selfless. Respect is a necessity. And it's not about how you treat me. It's about what's inside of me. Respect is an absolute necessity. My teammates, they are going to get heck of a job. They're going to get, thank you for giving your best. They're going to get, you need to step your game up. Because if I'm serving you, I'm serving you, believing that I'm looking at a champion, believing I'm partnered with a champion. And so sometimes I need to call you out. Respect is a necessity. And if I'm thinking you're incapable of giving your best, I just disrespected you without you knowing it. A passion to serve and uplift the person next to you is a must. And all of what I just described is under selfless. I'm a team ball player, fully focused to do my role. From there, mental toughness. I'm going to get beat down. My first three days of camp, I might have it. It might be a grind, but I might have it. All of a sudden, my legs are getting loaded up. My mind. It, it's an overload. And I have to remember who I am. I'm a champion. Poised, confidently giving my best, even when most would give in. It, it, I, I can take that and say, Hey, I'm poised. But if I don't understand what I mean by that, then how do I, how do I conduct myself in a mentally tough capacity? Because mental toughness isn't straining. It's not straining through. There is a piece when you're at your very limit that you're going to that you're going to appear to strain through but in order to get that we got to believe we got to breathe got to breathe i have to know how to keep my jaw relaxed my tongue relaxed while my body is on fire and then i got to believe that this champion is capable of continuing to plug through take that a step further i'm going to run in i'm going to run in to something i'm scared of i'm going to run into a challenge Because you see, on my team and in my way of life, we're meant to do something special. Something other people tell us we're incapable of, but we just know we're destined for. It's inevitable because we're coming. Is it in this very season? Well, I'll tell you this. We are going to make some progress. That's a guarantee. We might make progress in getting some people off the team that weren't meant to be there in the first place because their attitude's destroying everybody. That might be where our progress. And now we're developing the game within the folks that are there, but I'm going to run into a challenge. And as a coach, my goodness, do I want the relationships to be easy? And hey, you know, we got a whole bunch of coachable selfless. But when you're taking over a two and 20 team, there's a problem. There's a dysfunction. There's people not showing up to practice. There's people doing things the day before, the night before that they shouldn't be doing. There's folks that spend all preseason, not preseasoning, And we got a preseason if we're on our team. And so as a coach, it's my job to call the character. For me, that's where my hope has to tower above my fear. That's where I have to remember that I am brave. And we call that fearless. We are brave. Our hope towers above our fear. For everything we're afraid of, for every challenge that's hard, I have to remember that I am the champ that my team is filled with champions. Somebody else might've told them they were mid-major. Somebody else might've told him they were a walk-on. Somebody else might've told them Ray Allen is the one that shoots a thousand balls before every game. But on my team, that's just what we do. If Ray Allen did it and it worked, that's what we do. And so we're fearless, we take on that challenge. And, and, and that challenge is hard, shooting a thousand balls being undisciplined for 20 years of my life 21 years of my life well that's a tall task right but we're meant for it i believe that and you can unbelieve it but i can't unbelieve it for you
1: yeah i love this idea of necessities
0: yeah you
1: know, i mean yeah. I, you know i've got like a ton of notes here it's like you know i, I know i'll have a team someday and and so when i walk in i want to say like like these are our necessities you know like you know what are the necessities in life it's our water Our air, our food that we eat. So I think we naturally understand necessities. Absolutely, we naturally kind of say, "All right, we have to have these things, and if these things aren't well, you know, we're not going to be as good as we can be." You know, I I love watching the show "Naked and Afraid." Yeah, because uh, you know, I love watching it because it's interesting to see how people respond to their necessities some people are risky, you know, someone will say, well, you know, some, most of them will try to boil the water and they'll say, all right, we we can't, we can't get sick of the water, but every now and then someone will get so thirsty. They'll just say, we'll just, we'll drink from this still pool of water, you know, and they'll just take a chance, you know? Um, And so I'm always interested to see how people respond to necessities. Um, And so I love that. I love the way that you phrase that, Um, you know, talking about respect being a necessity, you know, we always say like to get who you say to get respect, you have to give respect. if it's a necessity, we should both be bringing it to the table regardless. There shouldn't be a, a a give and take with it.
0: I can't Uh, control what kind of respect you have for me, but I can control my respect that I'm bringing to the table.
1: Yeah. And then I, and then I I like enjoy the, the notion of being poised in the face of adversity. You know, when I think of that, I think of um, Keanu Reeves and matrix when all the bullets are flying, and he's just sort of ducking all the bullets, you know, um, that's always the kind of team that I wanted to be able to coach—a team that was great when the bullets were flying. Because um, I use another term, but you know, you get what I'm saying in terms of just yeah. being able to dodge the adversity with poise. Um, again, these are necessities that you have to have. Um, when you're, when you're bringing, when you're bringing some energy into a, into a an excitement, into an organization. Um, so I love all those, I, you know, I think those are, those are some strong characteristics if you want to change culture quickly and really set a tone.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's two more, there, there's two more values that we finish off with. And then I'd, I'd love to talk, talk yeah. about those values that, you know, how they bring excitement to the, uh. To the organization and 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 who and, and who you have to be pursuing for that excitement to occur. Yeah. Everyday consistency, preparing and competing to the best, to the best of our ability from beginning to end. Has to be every day. It can't be when I feel like it. Has to be every day and it has to be to the best of my ability and humility. Always good enough to give my very best. Let's be specific about what humility means. Always good enough is to give everything I have in that moment, while at the same time, never good enough. Meaning God's gifted us, gifted us with this ability to make major progress when I'm taking everything he's given me to the limit. Yeah. So Those are the values that encapture uh, that, that environment. And I believe that any environment can be changed when it's a must. The key word there is believe to believe is to hope to hope is to be able to make an endless array of adjustments along the way. And so we won't stop
1: mm. to believe is to hope.
0: Let me, let me give you, I'll give you the full, story. we've talk talked about this before to, yeah, believe yeah. Is to hope to hope is to know and to know is to know that there's an endless array of adjustments because it's inevitable that we're going where we're going.
1: Yeah, I really, I really like that. W- one more time, one more time. Give me the full thing.
0: To believe is to know. To know is to hope. And to hope is to have an endless array of adjustments because it's inevitable that we're going where we're going.
1: That's so good. I want to put that on the locker in my locker room someday.
0: Let's go, you man. Let's I mean, that go. embodies.
1: That embodies so much. Um, You know, I've, you know. There's been probably a handful of times I've had teams that were not able to make the adjustments needed to be at their best. And people often think those adjustments are just on the floor. Yeah. But before you get to the floor, it's like every, 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 every action begins with a thought. The thought is what happens before you get to the floor. The action is what you do when you're on the floor. Um, and so really it wasn't about not being able to make the adjustments on the floor in the game. It was about being able to make the adjustments that were needed on a day to day basis yeah. to be able to have what was it called an endless amount of adjustments.
0: Endless amount you know, of adjustments. We're there for the taking.
1: That's really excellent. That's really excellent. Um, why do you think those things bring excitement to an organization?
0: Well, You have to practice them, right? So they can't just be words. They have to be who you are. Who you are on the court is who you are inside. And so if I'm mentally tough, if I'm able to breathe through and continue to go when most people couldn't, when most people couldn't on the basketball court because it was just too fast, they were just too tall, they could just shoot the lights out way better than we could. If I'm going to believe that, That needs to be practiced. Every day we're practicing mental toughness. I'm throwing everything at you. I'm throwing the kitchen sink at you in practice. And at the end of the day, we're learning to breathe. We're learning to believe. We're staying calm. When we're playing four on two or three on two at the beginning of the season, it was chaotic. But now I'm starting to see the seams. Now I'm starting to see the opportunities. Now I'm seeing how when four people are on me and I don't even have anybody to pass to, how to keep my eyes open. How to keep my jaw relaxed and my tongue relaxed so that there is opportunity. I've got to keep my eyes open to see. And so if we're not creating those opportunities within the practice experience, then when the game comes on, hey, mental toughness is a word on my wall, but it's not within. From the start of the season to the finish – I'm not talking about developing my handles. My handles are inevitable. I have to develop my handles. I'm not talking about developing a chess pass. I'm talking about how to keep those handles going, how to pass that ball, when I'm not supposed to beat the team that was in front of me game seven when I looked on the, when I looked on the schedule, but because I don't see what somebody else sees, and instead I now see opportunity, and instead I now see – I'm now looking at that team game seven, and I'm asking, what are they doing well? I want to know what they're doing well. How are they doing that? I, I don't. I don't care about watching Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan anymore. I did when I was a kid, and it was the wrong thing to do then. And as and and as, uh, and as a, a, a guide and as a guide that hopefully can connect with teachers and business leaders. When we're looking at Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant in a way that says, "Wow, oh man." idolatry. We're missing the point. I want game seven. I want the year that Duke's number one in the nation. I want to know what they're doing character wise. I can, I can view that in a game. I can view that in a situation where things got crazy, where they were taking on Carolina, who was number two at the time and coming down and just stifling them. And what do we do coming out of that timeout? How do we act? How do we appear? Well, we make the adjustment. A great team's they make the adjustments. They're, they don't become that moment. They make the adjustments. They, 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 they don't wait for the next game to make adjustments. They wait for the next play. And so if I'm watching Michael Jordan, why was he so effective? Well, the first thing I want to I ask is how is he creating separation? And if I understand how he's creating separation, then the next thing I need to know is how, how, is, how did he make these progressions to create this separation. Now I'm finding his footwork. Now I want to find out the opportunity because the opportunity never came about on game day. It always came about in training. So now I need to understand that he's just training different, that he's seeing different because of what he's doing in training. He's making progress different because he's making progress different when you're not seeing. And so I'm looking at Duke and I'm looking at the way that they're feeding or the or their, or their possession play. The, the, the way that they're running a fast break, I'm looking at the way that they're calling play one, their play one or their play three, as compared to we're doing it. And hey, are they doing it excited? Heck yeah! Number one team doing it excited. They're excited to throw a pick. They're excited to die for a ball. They're excited to get off the ball. They're excited to create an opportunity for their. There's an excitement that's just different, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can feel that when you when you walk in you know, I've, I've now been to probably about 25 or 30 practices through the year and you can feel that difference. Yeah. Uh, you know, I actually wrote down something here. It's like a bad team makes adjustments in practice. An average team makes adjustment at the half. A good team makes adjustments in the timeouts. A great team makes adjustments play by play.
0: Ah, uh, you know? yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I
1: think that's really valuable, you know, to be able to know that. So, um, Jeff, I appreciate it, man. You're on fire today. And, and uh, it was a great show. I appreciate, appreciate you taking the time and, and uh, we hope you all check us out again.
0: Thank you, Jamie. Good day, man.